Welcome to my basement, everybody. As we all know, Mass Effect is one of the most successful, influential, and incredible video game franchises of all time. And I am overjoyed that we are able to celebrate the launch of the Mass Effect Legendary Edition with Mark Mir and Jennifer Hale, both Commander Shepherds, in the podcast today. And we're going to get right to it. But first, we have to give a very big shout out and a thank you to our sponsor, The Gaming Stadium. They are Canada's leader in online esports tournament facilitation. They've got tournaments happening every weekend that you don't want to miss out on. You can join up with them at tgs.gg. All right, let's get on with the show. Welcome to my basement, everybody. Boy, have we got a special episode for you today in honor of Mass Effect Legendary Edition hitting store shelves. Are we allowed to go into stores to buy the game? <laughs> well, it's everywhere. You can download it. I've got Commander Shepherds with me, both of them. I've got Jennifer Hale and I've got Mark Meir. And uh, boy, it is good to see you both. I haven't seen you in person in uh, like years at this point. How yep. are you both doing? Fantastic. It's so great to be here. Thank you. And thank you, everybody. Uh, isn't this uh, what a trip to be uh, re-celebrating Mass Effect again yeah. like this? Yeah. Mark, it's, was this something that you knew? I mean, you're in Edmonton. You're not far from the Bioware HQ. Was this something that you knew uh, was coming along well before anybody else? Uh, no, we we basically all found out at the same time together. And I believe it was on N7 Day, where the last time that we all got together for a little reunion panel. And lo and behold, Bioware had some very good news to share with all of us. So that timing was very fortuitous. And here we are about six months later. Yep. It's amazing. Mark, I know that you got a copy of the game. Have you been able to play any of it yet? Oh, I have uh, received my legendary cash, which was actually a very generous gift from a fan. So I have a replica helmet and I have a steel case to put the game in. But of course, those legendary caches went out a while ago. So the the, the physical copy of the game is not in there yet. I'm sure I'll be receiving one very soon. <laughs> yeah. And I, I uh, of course, look forward to uh, getting to replay. I, my, in my first playthroughs, I never really played with any of the DLC because I didn't, I, at that point, I didn't download DLC. Right. Uh, mostly as a sort of thing of like, uh, I, I, I could spend a lot of time doing online gaming. So I, my Xbox was completely offline. I played it that way. So I never got to meet a lot of the NPCs that I had already done voices with in the booth. Uh, there were a lot of missions that I didn't get to do. So, you know, all like Lair of the Shadow Broker, right up to Citadel, that sort of stuff. So I look forward to playing all of that. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's packed. Jennifer, I saw you crying over the reaction. <laughs> and it was beautiful, though. And you know what? I mean, to see, I always love it when we see the fans and what these games mean. You know, and there are very few franchises, let's be honest, that mean as much as Mass Effect. No, that's true. What does it mean to you? I mean, you've been in some huge games. You've got Ratchet and Clank coming up very soon. You know, the, your your list of credits is ridiculous. But what does Mass Effect in particular mean to you? Mass Effect is an insanely special place. Like, there is nothing else like it out there. It's There are so many in the same general zone, but this is a really special, special you know project and i love this community i love the fans like it you know mark i know you bump into this as well it never fails that you know when we were in the before times when we would be somewhere in person <laughs> there would be somebody coming up and saying you know this changed my life this is incredible this i met my husband this way i'm you know my father and i became close this way i felt safe to come out because of this game like it's it's i mean geez i feel like i fell into a unicorn 
Yeah. Did you know that when you read the script, or was this something kind of <laughs> after the fact, after the first game had, had sort of uh, rippled through the world? Well, read the script is a funny expression. <laughs> Uh, when we when we audition for games, we'll get our sides, like our pages, yeah. but we don't get the script. And in fact, when we record, what, Mark, 85% of the games we work on, mm -hmm. we don't get a script. We show up <laughs> in the booth and they're like, say this line now. We're like, okay, let's do it. And it goes to market. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I had a great time in the audition because I've, you know, I've had my break this break the barriers boots on most of my life yeah it's my favorite thing right and um i liked in the audition that i got to my prototype was a dude you know it was like a it was they all gave me sort of these male prototypes and i kind of went for those there was ripley of course but there were other a lot of dudes in the sure. in the mix and sure i liked that i was like you know what yes let's cross this barrier right now mm -hmm. that's very cool yeah. was there a moment in you know well, for, let's go back to getting the part and working with Bioware right from the get-go. They already had, you know, an, a sterling reputation for making voiced role-playing experiences, massive endeavors, uh, no pun intended. But did it feel somewhat different or, you know, like a level up when you were reading through those sides and meeting with, uh, I guess it would have been Casey and some of the other team members about what, what you were about to set out to do? It was... I loved the engagement. I mean, all teams are engaged, but these guys had flown in from Edmonton to LA and like the head writer was there and Casey, like in Caroline and like we had a whole crew there and they explained the whole story in depth. And it was just, it was mind blowing the depth of the story and the detail and the number of worlds. And it was groundbreaking. I mean, I'd done similar type things with, you know, KOTOR and things like that, but this was, um, this was outside the box and I mm. loved that about it you know and then um I heard Mark early on in the process because when we did Mass Effect 1 they had already recorded Mark first right and because of the constraints of I know with Bioware stuff and Mark I'm sure you've had this experience as well you don't deviate a punctuation mark from what's on the page because the, if you're a player character, because the technical requirements are so vast that you will you will throw a kink into the system and cause a bunch of people a lot of extra work. Right. And that's not fair. And it's not it doesn't need to happen. So what we did in Mass Effect one is I went into the booth and they would they'd already recorded Mark. So they'd play his take and I would give them, you know, my take my take on his take that honored his his general framework and his timing and his intentions. And I would give them that. Then I would give them a take two that was the same timing, but, you know, a little bit more aligned with just whatever was spontaneous in my head at the moment. And then take three was the same timing, but completely my flavor, you know, of, of but Mark was my jumping off point all the way through Mass Effect one. Yeah. Mark, you uh, you live and work in Edmonton, and you work as a, a stage actor, a screen actor, a bunch of different ways out there. But you've had this long relationship with Bioware. Was this through the community, or was this through auditioning? How did you first kind of sync up with Bioware? And tell us a little bit about what Bioware means to you. Well, uh, my first contact with Bioware, but it, I became into contact the old-fashioned way, uh, through an audition, and it was... Again, this was like back in the late 90s. So yep. this would have been 
one of the old school cattle call auditions where it's just, hey, Bioware's doing a game. Everybody in town show up at this studio, get in the booth for a few minutes and, <laughs> and do some voices. Uh, and so that's what I did. Uh, prior to that, a few of my friends who were also improvisers and comedians had worked on uh, MDK2, I think. Uh, right. And yep. they, they'd done all the voices in that. So that was my first sort of when bioware appeared on my radar like oh there's a video game company in town okay well please let me know when there's any auditions so i of course went to one of these uh and on the strength of that audition i got cast in baldur's gate 2 uh for a single line that was in the final cutscene of the game so essentially you had to play 40 50 hours of game before you got to my one line as some <laughs> you know evil cleric or wizard uh no, cleric actually and uh yeah so on the strength of that line, they, they seemed to like it enough that I got hired again subsequently for a lot of the Dungeons and Dragons games they were working on at the time, like Neverwinter Nights and the uh, the various DLCs for the Baldur Gates games. And uh, so by the time Mass Effect rolled around, I'd been working on pretty much every Bioware project since in some capacity. Like I did demo work on Knights of the Old Republic. I did uh, Kingmaker and various other, as I say, the Dungeons and Dragons games. Uh, when when we were just starting off on Mass Effect, I actually was brought on to do alien sound sets, sort of a presentation determining how the baseline members of each species would sound. So this is what a typical Solarian sounds like. This is what a typical Krogan, et cetera. Wow. Yeah, and that was a really fun project. So I, I, I thought my involvement was going to be that. I was going to you know, come up with a few ideas. They didn't always take all of my ideas, too. Some of them were very obvious, like Krogan should probably have big, rough voices. Uh, the Volus have a breathing apparatus, so let's give them a wheezing thing built in. I did look at the Turians and say, because of their facial structure, like, it might be neat to have them make a clicking sound, but once Garrus got put into the game and we realized how much a Turian was going to be talking, it's like, yeah, constant clicking might not, uh, <laughs> might not work. But during that process, I was asked to audition for Commander Shepard, and I honestly did not think I was going to get it. But after a series of callbacks, I ended up being informed that, yeah, you will be playing Commander Shepard. Oh, and by the way, uh, one of the most celebrated and renowned voice actors in North America is going to be playing your other half. So, yeah, it was it was a thrilling, thrilling experience. That's and amazing. I was... I was a fan of Jennifer's from especially all the animation stuff, like the Justice League and whatnot, before I got this gig. So I was thrilled to get cast in the oh, same that, role. That's yeah. so cool. So had you two ever interacted or met prior to that? Or was that how you met? No. We didn't even meet during the process. Like, I think our first meeting was at a con. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And party. Yeah. Did we... Did we do that one convention together first? Like EXP Con down in Florida? Might or, be. Yeah. Might be. Yeah. But that would have, I would have been all tied up with my my kid when I wasn't on the floor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Christmas parties when we really got to like, because oh, I just bolted up there for the the freezing cold Bioware Christmas party. And that was a that was a great night, and everyone was so thrilled that you were able to make it up. Oh my god, they, they expected me there. He's like, ah, he lives a few blocks away. I'm sure, I'm sure he'll show. I up. But, still, yeah. I I found those pictures the other day of us with that amazing snowboard thing. You know, I remember just, that. Yeah, oh, so great. Well, Mark, I want to dive into this a little bit more because obviously Mass Effect is, uh, you know, an important franchise to Bioware, incredibly important, but to video games in general and especially to Electronic Arts, it's, you know, clear that a lot of money was spent to bring this back in such a dramatic and wonderful way with the Legendary Edition. But how, what is the perception of Bioware like in Edmonton, in your hometown? Is Does everybody know? Is it Are, are, are people that 
that live there proud that, you know, some of the best video games in the world are made right there in the city? Oh, I think, like, certainly within, you know, w shall we say my community, which is to say the nerdy and geek community, yes, yeah. Bioware is legendary. And, of course, <laughs> you're thrilled to have uh, something of that caliber in your uh, mid-sized northern Canadian city. That, yeah, that, of course, it's uh, it looms very large in everyone's consciousness. And because Bioware, of course, is such an employer and whatnot, even the average layperson on the street has probably... You know, if they have know nothing of video games or science fiction or anything, they'll still go, oh, yeah, Bioware, I've heard of that. It's like, oh, you do? Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a local institution. That's yeah. awesome. We don't have all afternoon with these two. As you can imagine, with the launch of this game today, we, we have a limited amount of time with them. But I do want to throw out to the people that are watching and thank you for joining us. This is a live video for those listening to us as an audio podcast out there, by the way. Uh, if you have a question for Jennifer or Mark, go ahead and ask it, but do me a favor and put it in all caps so I can read it as it's uh, scrolling up, okay? And I'll do my best to, to uh, read it and uh, and ask these two the question. Now, that Jennifer, means you have to yell the question when you repeat it, because yes. it's in all caps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a new way to do a podcast, is yelling. <laughs> uh, Jennifer, talk to me about the, uh, the fan interactions, uh, you know, around Mass Effect. How many... Femsheps, have you met in, in your so life now? Many femsheps, <laughs> so many femsheps, and so many crazy stories. I think one of my favorite stories. I actually, I think I recorded this woman and, and emailed it to the team. I was like, "You got to hear this." This woman in um, maybe Chicago or somewhere in the Midwest had had a stroke, and she was quite young. She was in her early thirties, and she'd had a stroke. And the way they got her to to get her dexterity back was they handed her a game controller. And they said, pick a game. And she picked Mass Effect. And Mass wow. Effect gave her back her dexterity. I was like, what? That's oh amazing. God. Yeah, I've met so many femships and so, you know, gotten asked a million times who I would romance. I'm like, don't make me pick. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's it's an extraordinary. The cosplays are a, a gorgeous. And yeah. the fan art. The fan art is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it really, it's amazing. Because there has been a gap. I mean, the first one came out almost 15 years ago, right? And, 13, and so, 14, 14 years ago. Yeah. 14. And so, and then there were sequels for sure. And I have a, a memory. My daughter Ruby was born a month before Mass Effect 3 came out. So I was playing that game with her on my chest and me sort of just sitting back. And she was sleeping <laughs> as I was playing. And so she, she had no choice but to become a nerd too. But um, uh, I, I feel like, the the culture around Mass Effect hasn't subsided at all. You walk down the street anywhere, and there are N seven shirts and hoodies. Is it yeah. surreal for for you two to to see that, or did, did it all make sense? It's always gratifying to see, and I I still remember the first time somebody walked by me in full Shepard armor at a convention. Uh, because you know, I've been I've been going to science fiction and comic book conventions for years, but to see a character I portrayed walk yeah. by me that was amazing. And and as you say, like right down to uh, going to a store and the clerk is wearing like a Mass Effect badge or or a T-shirt or whatnot. That's always that's always really nice to see. That's it's awesome. pretty cool. It's like having a secret identity. You know, if I walk around and I see somebody with an N seven something, I'm just like, what's up? You know, <laughs> I don't say anything. We're like, what's up? I'm, I'm <laughs> a part of that. <laughs> Uh, Fun Funsley is asking, who was your favorite companion character? And did, did you get to hear and, and interact with those voices? Or were you just reciting mm -mm. in a vacuum? 
we record is reciting in a vacuum is 100% it. <laughs> we recorded separately. They had a system on the second one. Um, Mark, was it the second one when Veda came in late in the second one? Yeah, where uh, essentially we would get, depending on who recorded first, if you recorded first, you'd set the tone. But if the other characters had recorded first, you'd have all of their performances in your headset. And yeah. that was great. Uh, for example, I think we both had the advantage of having Keith David's performance. Uh, that was the only one I got. I got little tiny pieces of, of Liara and, and that whole Anderson ending was like, it was I was like, oh my God, I love this system. Cause it's like acting with someone, yeah. which just, oh, it's <laughs> and it just seems so foreign to, to act with someone. <laughs> I mean, you know, we go back and forth, right? Cause Mark and I, you know, we both do the on-camera thing and we both do like, yeah. you know, with animation and all that, you get to work with other people, not as much anymore, but you do. And um, that's the funny thing is during COVID doing animation sessions with other people, from your own house it's like i'm never putting on mean pants again <laughs> <laughs> yeah it used to be you could wear just baseball caps and things to the recordings now you don't even have to leave right now you could be in a bathrobe right yeah it's <laughs> crazy uh okay we have uh heron 321 asking any tech or alien names that you dreaded having to say when you saw it on the script uh that was never actually an issue because they they thought that out and so Whenever we came up to any word that was alien or difficult to pronounce, uh, the sound technician would able, be able to bring up just one of the writers saying, you know, like, Ilos, Ilos, <laughs> Baron, 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 you know, so, yeah, we, it, uh, it really took a, the guesswork out of it. And as, as Jennifer was mentioning before, it, it, it was kind of needed to be that way because Again, we're playing the same character, so our timing has to be exact, our pronunciation has to be the same, all that sort of stuff. Right. Jennifer, you had already done a million things prior to Mass Effect, but what did Mass Effect teach you? Oh, it gave, it, it taught me the glory of going into the kind of depth you can only get from doing the same character in at this level of volume for years. Mm. Like Shepard was in my dreams, you know, somewhere into Mass Effect 2. I was dreaming of Shepard. Wow. Um, it also, there was a progression in the acting that I noticed from Mass Effect 1 to Mass Effect 3, which I'm kind of dreading a little bit hearing any clips from, from 1 because, um, you know, where the technology was when we recorded 1 was that the visuals were not what they are today. I mean, this is part of the remaster, right? Yeah. yeah. So your performance had to be just a little extra you know, a little bit of, you know, that just a little more than a regular conversation. But by the time we got into even two and definitely in three, there's that whole thing of thought registers on camera. We're now in an age where you can relax into the fact that thought registers on the mic as an yeah. actor and you yeah. can simply live the experience. And to be able to drop into that, it was just heaven. And to do it at such volume, it's like in my bones now. It's so, so great. That's great. Yeah. Mark, did they ask you to do any performance capture stuff? You're you're in, uh, you know, Bioware's hometown there. Did they get you in a suit or do anything like that with you? Oh, I'm very lazy. You must understand. <laughs> no, uh, actually, there was some, I think enough time has passed. I don't think I, there's any NDA issues. There was there was basically some facial capture stuff that was being looked at. And yep. we did, so uh, various experimental things. Because as I said, like I came on, 
when we were still at the concept art stage. So there was there was a little bit of like, uh, let's how does this spaghetti stick to the wall? No, okay, let's try this. Let's try this. Oh, that spaghetti stuck. Uh, so I do have that many friends here who did a lot of the motion capture, but no, I didn't have to do any hard work or jumping around or uh, things like that. In fact, for a lot of the military stuff, uh, they brought in people who are in the military, including, I believe, some special forces people. That might be apocryphal, but I, I believe that uh, that is the case. And actually, a funny story, um, again, perhaps apocryphal, but they brought in the special forces guy to do a lot of like, you know, the gun stuff, military moves and whatnot. And then at the end of his session, they were like, can you also do a little bit of dancing for us? Oh, yeah. And the guy was like, you know, I don't really dance, so no. And they're like, <laughs> no, no, actually, don't worry. Just do some placeholder stuff for us, and then we'll bring in somebody who can dance to to do, like, the dancing for Shepard. Great. Okay, so that guy did that. And I think that actually ended up in the game. That oh, is my the, God. That's the, the Shepard Shuffle. Yeah. So oh, that's, that's awesome. And that's, that's how probably an the actual, thing that they're yeah. proudest stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most iconic. That's the most iconic. It's, I mean, it is. It's in all the gifs, man, or gifs. Yeah. And, and you know what they play over top of it? I should go. Every yes. time. <laughs> yes. I should go. I, I know should that's go. that's the line you said the most. And we, and I'm dreading the time that you're actually going to have to say that because we're going to run out of time. I want this of to course. go forever. Uh, but do you have a favorite line? We'll start with you, Jennifer. Oh, that yeah. you can recall. My favorite line is, you can get there. Tell your friends we're coming for them. That's my favorite one. Mm -hmm. Lovely. Mark? Uh, well, you know, I should go. It has a special place in my heart because let's face it, it's on it's on coffee mugs now and stuff. And <laughs> they Bioware was very generous because they could have paid both Jennifer and I, you know, to say it once and then reused it every time. But they didn't. They 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 had us say it every single time. So, I mean, considering we're often paid by the hour, like I should go has earned me probably more than any other line. Uh, but <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, there, there, I mean, there's a lot of cool renegade lines, but I think my favorite is I'll relinquish one bullet. Where do you want it? Oh, Whoa. Such uh, a good one. Oh, man, I'm, I'm getting chills. One. Listen to you guys. That's yeah. awesome. Okay, I've got... Um, uh, Shadow missed one, and I think this one is for you, Mark. Uh, when you play Mass Effect, what build do you use the most? Well, now my I did like playthroughs. I did a Renegade and a Paragon. My Renegade, I went very simple. I I usually go in games that let you choose, let shall we say, Dark Side or Evil first, and yeah. Renegade is the closest to that in this game. So I went Soldier uh, for my Renegade, and my Paragon was a Vanguard. Very nice. good, very good. Do you do you tend to? lean more into the renegade side as a just for fun or do you because i i find i'm more on the paragon side but well i again i'm usually liking to explore gate like whether it's fable or fallout or whatever like i'll just go extreme in one direction and then when i do my second playthrough i feel like i'm redeeming myself for all the terrible or rude things i did the first time through that said even on my paragon playthrough there were certain renegade interrupts that you just cannot resist yeah. you can't you cannot resist throwing that Merc out the window. You cannot resist, you know, giving Kai Lang what for. So, yeah. I don't think I ever did, like, a pure Paragon. Or even pure Renegade, come to think of it. Because my Renegade characters were got very tight with the Krogans. And so he always he always backed the Krogans, even when it wasn't the Renegade choice. It was like, no, sorry, Krogans are my buds. Nice. How, how do you feel, and this is for both of you, how do you feel about the way that the story of Commander Shepard has kind of you know, wrapped up. Do you feel that there's more to mine there? Do you do you have an emotion about 
the 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 sort of tying the bow on it all or do you do you want to go back into this character i want to go back there's more (laughs) (laughs) yes please (laughs) (laughs) i think you guys are going to call each other is what's right we're like we're ready no we're on a party line with bioware going hi we're ready just let us know mark do you You feel the same i totally feel the same i think there's much to be mined there and let you know Let's face it, the multiverse is a big place. Like we can, uh, let's do some alternate reality stuff. Let's do uh, female and male shepherd in the same universe where they're uh, oh, siblings. I like that. <laughs> yes. That a great idea. Ha- has that been pitched or presented at all? Have you, has... I'm pitching it now. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I, honestly, <laughs> that, I, on it, it, it's lighting up. That is a great idea. And I think people would love to do that. Have, have you actually had a chance to work together? I mean, you've played the same role. Have you guys ever oh. been able to? To perform with each other, no. Have you well, heard of a little game called The Long Dark? Yes, of course. You're both in The Long Dark. Mm-hmm. And, and in that, we're not playing the same character. We're actually playing a divorced couple, which means we get scenes. Oh, that's awesome. Other. We get uh, to talk to each other, and we have a history, and our characters have relationships with each other. So that's uh, that's quite good. I haven't gotten that far in that game. I have played a bunch of it. It's it's wonderful. I caught up with David Hayter's role in that, and uh, I, it is super, super cool. Um, well, then Elias at some point. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's awesome, right? It's the yeah. uh, the Canadian uh, group right there. All the Canadian yeah. voice actors. It's true. <laughs> I mean, that game has often been described as player versus Canada. So I think it's very... Pretty much, right? <laughs> yeah. Player versus Canada. I love that. I love it. I like yeah. that, that game because you die of your own stupidity. Meaning. Yeah. I did. The first time yeah. I played, oh, I yeah. walked... I walked into my campfire. I didn't... I <laughs> thought, oh, it will it surely won't let me do that. Oh, third degree burn. Oh, <laughs> I guess I'm dying slowly, yeah. <laughs> so we, we have this new legendary edition of the game uh, launching today, and there's been a lot of um, uh, emphasis on the visual upgrades and stuff. Uh, Mark, I, you know, I know you're you're a super fan of the, just the play experience, but Jennifer, mm-hmm. you've been able to look at some of these trailers. What's it like to you know, see this franchise again with fresh eyes and to see the work that Bioware and EA have put into this? I think we've established that it moves me to tears. <laughs> it's extraordinary. And to see the 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 vividness of the life in this community. Like, you would never know this game was released 14 years ago for the first time because people are like, mm-hmm, yep, right now. And it's it's so present for people. It's, it's really timeless. Like, yeah, Bioware nailed it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. How do you feel, Mark? Well, again, it's such a rich universe and so despite the fact that there's been you know dozens and dozens of hours of story and gameplay it just feels like it's barely been tapped like bioware created such as i say such a fully realized universe uh, you could spend so much time just reading codex entries and discovering new things and you know, i discover new things because i didn't i didn't read all the codex entries on my first time through so yeah yeah i i think that's why it continues to pique such interest and I, I think this is one of the things that's always so present for me is the whole team. Like I think of Mac Walters and, you know, Caroline Livingstone and Patrick Weeks and Karen Weeks and now, you know, um, Melody and Crystal, and I haven't gotten their last names down yet. They're yeah. joining us this weekend for the panel and they're on the devs from the legendary team and just the God knows how many people behind this, behind those codec entries and every craftsperson who made this thing happen. It's just... It's mind-boggling, yeah. And th- this is coming from someone that's you know 
been a part of huge franchises, worked on games like The Long Dark and Bioshock. And but was there something even you know cranked to eleven about Mass Effect that you could there was recognize? I think yeah. You know, I always look at it as um, I don't know. They're they set out to do something special. They set out to take some serious risks, mm. and they took them full heartedly, and they did it with crazy levels of quality and crazy levels of detail and commitment and nobody faltered and yeah. it shows yeah yeah and knowing that and especially to uh revisit the game and to talk about it again you know this many years later yeah they were so they were so big but they were consistent there was one every two or three years like they, all of that seems impossible to me now because we're waiting so long for more and, you know, we all want more we, yeah. and we want you in it. <laughs> I, I think that's the thing that is just sometimes blows my mind is how much of an appetite there is for more of Shepard. Yeah. yeah. Shepard's story. And there have been some, I mean, I know the work put into the things that came after was tremendous and so committed. I think they there was something really special about this particular road that there is there is more left to have on that road for sure. You know, and I don't say that out of self-interest. I say that out of like the sheer levels of demand from the community. Yeah. Well, I think that's what we're going to hear in abundance now. I mean, this is the this is day one for people to, to revisit this franchise. But for a lot of people, this is going to be brand new. And I think it's just going to completely shock players who yeah. just see the artistry involved. You know, all of the beautiful labor that went into this game it's absolutely games this series it's mm -hmm. it's incredible yeah and you know what it's incredible that i get to celebrate the launch of this with you two and and i'm so grateful that you're here thank you so much for, oh, for joining so me in the basement again thanks for having us thanks for having me yeah yeah well i know that you have uh, a big live stream tomorrow with more members of the team so mm -hmm. everybody that uh, is a fan of uh, mark and jennifer and i know that that's everyone that's here right now you have to go and uh, watch their live stream tomorrow and keep up with them follow them on twitter and instagram uh, always working on cool projects mark yes uh one thing about the live stream so we should mention that it will be on jennifer's youtube channel yes. and uh according to our moderator uh we have recently added a couple of very special guests. Uh, we've got Ash Sroka, who played Tali, and Mr. Seth Green, who played Joker, will also be joining us. Fantastic. Oh, well, I'll be watching. I'll be yeah. watching, and I'll be playing, and I'll be uh, listening to both of you all weekend long. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much, Victor. Thanks for having us. Oh, you guys are amazing. Thanks for joining me today. And thank you all for watching. This is uh, Jennifer Hale and Mark Meir, our Commander Shepherds. Thank you, you two. We'll see you soon. And until then, play forever. <laughs>